0: Hey there, honeybees. Going forward with today's episode, we just wanted to take a second and give a little disclaimer that, as stated in the previous episodes of this series, this episode is a little rough. It's not our usual pace that we go at, and if you're looking for our usual spill the mead, more funny, lighthearted topics, this is the darkest one we've had so far. However, it is a really important story, and we really think that it needs to be told. And going forward in our nation's history, it is going to be told more often. And so we hope that you hang in there with us and listen to this really fascinating, really tragic story. Hi, this is Emily, and this is Maddie, and this is Spill the me. Spill the Mead. Spill. Spill. Super spill. <laughs> Super spill. Super spill. Super spill. I'm a spill the pot the tea is still hot it has not cooled down a teeny tiny little bit all five episodes the kettle (laughs) is still on the stove yeah it's getting hotter yeah we're reheating when we need to popping (laughs) that sucker in the microwave oh yeah but it's still piping. Oh gosh, welcome back to Spill the Mead, a history gossip podcast. And we have more gossip? Yeah. like technically a, a part five kind of. Yeah, this is pretty much part five and the last the last installment of the Modoc Wars um, and then we'll we'll get back to our regular, you know. Scheduled programming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, we won't hit you with another five-parter for a while. Did you like it? Do you like a five-parter? Yeah. Do you, lo- do you like a series? Do you not? Let us know. We're, yeah, we Yeah, wanna... because personally, I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, but I we like a... know what you guys think, too. Yeah, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. We're here to serve. We want to make you happy. Yeah, so tell us what you think. Like, yeah. do you love the extra detail? Because that's the thing, is there's just, like, so much to this that, like, and you're not just telling one person's story, you know? Like, yeah, Our last episode, not about the Modoc war, my Inez and Pedro slash Peter, mm. like, that was just about, like, those two people. So, of course, it's not going to be more than, like,
1: a two-parter at gotcha. the most, yeah, 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 you know? Yeah. But,
0: like, the ones that you're doing right now <sighs> are about so many people, so and, many people that, like, if you tried to smush this into just a two-parter, that would be so confusing confusing mm-hmm. and yeah but i feel like i know these people i know Sconch and john, Sconch and john i know, we know scarface them. charlie we know them uh-huh but yes yeah, i we we want to make you happy i say but this and here i go i'm about to make you pretty sad because this one oh. i warned you the the last part of this was gonna be rough um and it is. We're, we're going to get through it. Again, some of the greatest stories in history are some of the most tragic, and it needs it needs to be told. Mm-hmm. And I've left a lot of stuff out. Um, this, gosh, like, please go look into this. Like, there's so much more information. This could have been, like, a ten-parter. Yeah. But But, yeah, again, let us know. Let us know how you feel about a little series. Yeah. But, yeah, let's do a little recap on where we left off. Um, so we left off with the U.S. Army closing in on the stronghold after General Camby was killed, right? Right, RIP, my guy, RIP. Um, the Modoc people were able to sneak away in the night. Captain Jack sent less than 12 men, making it look like the army had them completely surrounded, and all of that. Yeah, and that's that's where we left off. Not a victory. Everyone was forced out of the stronghold, out of the lava fields, that yeah, land, and now, land, and now they're on the run. Where are they going to go? Yeah, they, they don't know. now what? It, right? It is. It's a lot. Um, uh, really, since we're going to open up with a little speech by Captain Jack here, Ooh. I did come across this, so I wanted to throw it in now. It, uh, <laughs> on episode five, that the reason why they called him Captain Jack is because he liked to wear a U.S. military jacket that had, like, big brass buttons on it Ooh, and stuff. Yeah, and it was, like, a little pirate looking. And people were like, oh, Captain Jack, oh, you know? Oh, hell yeah. I yeah. knew our captain was just styling. Right? I knew it. I knew it in my heart. Ugh. So this does not surprise me, but it does fulfill me. It, it, right? It's uh-huh. like, <laughs> I, I just now found that. It's like, well, I'm just going to insert that in. Oh, I love that. I have been curious this entire time. I <laughs> know, like, right? Captain yeah. Jack. It wasn't huh. as easy to find as you would. We found Scarface Charlie's because he uh-huh. was hit by that wagon when he was a kid. Yeah. But like, yeah, I guess we kind of know Shaq Nasty Jim too, the left-handed kind of, <laughs> you know, uh, but. Shaq Nasty. Shaq Nasty. <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, so I want to open up with reiterating again, because it's such a major piece going forward, how much Captain Jack wanted peace from the very beginning. Right. Um, I was able to find a full-blown speech of his. I'm going to read the whole thing because, again, it really just solidifies how much he wanted peace. So he made this speech on March 6th, 1873. And if we remember, the second part of um, the Modoc War, the second Battle of Stronghold, was on April 14th. So this was in that weird period where everyone was kind of waiting. There were people crossing lines, like going back and forth. Yeah, so that was during this time. Um, He made this speech that was written down um, by people who were present. And so his sister Mary delivered a written copy of the speech to the Peace Commission. And this is, quote Mm -hmm. unquote, what it says. In the words of Captain Jack, it says, quote, I am very sad. I don't want my people shot. I don't want my men to go with guns anymore. I have quit forever. I have buried the past and don't want to be mad for the past. I don't want to shoot or be shot. I don't want anyone to get mad as quick as they did before. I want to live in peace. Let everything be wiped out, washed out, and let there be no more blood. I have got a bad heart about those murderers. I have got but a few men and I don't see how I can give them up. Will they give up their people who murdered my people while they were asleep? I never asked for the people who murdered my people. There must be no more bad talk. I will not, I have spoken forever. I want soldiers to all go home. I have given up now and I want no more fuss. I have said yes and thrown away my country. I don't want to live here anymore because I can't live here anymore in peace. I wish to go to the southern country and live there in peace. I talk with my mouth. They have paper to write down what I say. I want and hope that Mary will come back with the message and say yes, just as I have said. End quote. He's literally like, please. Begging. Just fucking stop already. That was his last. Because he was not the one who started this shit. No. And then continued it and continued it and continued it. It was finally, after all this shit done to them over and over and over, as we have seen through the last four parts, like, that finally there was a breaking point. Oh, yeah. And, like, oh, God, it's just awful. It's and, so and this God. speech was made, like, if we remember, um, he was wanting peace and yep. everyone else was like, no, we're sick of it. Like, we we don't... They're, the time for peace is over. Like, all the trust yeah. is broken. Like, we're going for it. This was his last-ditch effort. He tried. Yeah. And they didn't listen, and we know what happened. Yep. And now they're, everybody is on the run. The stronghold is lost, and the soldiers are showing no mercy. Because if we remember, General Camby is gone. They're still real fired up about that. Like, it's it's not yeah. good. Yeah. Um, to set the scene on how bad this is, the soldiers did eventually figure out that they're all just kind of firing at each other and that there is no one left in the stronghold. So the next morning, when the sun comes up, they're looking around looking for any sign of the Modoc people and they're gone. Right. I couldn't even find that they found the path that they used Ooh, shit. to leave. Like wow. that's how secretive it was. Um, we're gonna jump right in here with the ruthlessness of this. There was an old Modoc couple left behind that couldn't make the journey. No. And the soldiers went up and slaughtered and scalped them (gasps) because that was fucking necessary. And they were embarrassed. They had just lost this whole they had their thousand men lost anyways, and now they're just taking it out on everybody. They're on this old couple? Yeah. Like you feel the fuck. You feel good about that? Like you like you fucking put your head on the pillow at the end of the day after that. That's nice. Oh my god. Um, but they're on the hunt for some vengeance for canby, you know. Fucking disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Captain Jack and his people are on the run because you just drove them out of their home, and they just want to be left alone at this point. Yeah. Um. So him and his people, as I've said, are on the run. We're dealing with, remember, about 71 miles of lava field. Right. And they're this out there. This is a big somewhere. area. Oh, Yeah. Um, the Modoc people know that 71 miles of lava field really well. So the army has nothing else to do. I mean, they can't stop. Their mission's not done. They have to find these people. Oh, shit. And, okay. I, I mean, I was really hoping that maybe there was a chance they'd be like, ah, damn it yeah just, <laughs> just like walk off yeah like this and just don't let us ever see you again yeah, I mean, you we back. Back. yeah. But, like no 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 ugh. they're literally going to hunt them down and just try to wipe out no we this have to remember, tribe. yeah we can't expect the bare minimum out of no them no it's like god it, yeah ugh. so the army sent scouts out to try to hunt them down So they sent out 65 soldiers to survey this landscape for any sign of the people, of the path they used, of any trace of them. There's nothing. And this is taking a really long time for these scouts to find anything Hmm. because of the really rough ground to cover. It's slow moving over all of this stuff, every nook and cranny, all the caves, all the lava tubes, all of that. So on April 26th, remember, they left on April 14th. So, I mean, they've been looking for a while now. So on April 26th, they're looking around and they're like, okay, it's about time for a lunch break. So we're going to stop and do that. So it's hot, you know, it's like in a lava field. They sit down, they take their shoes off and they're getting ready to have some lunch and then, whoopow, attacked out of nowhere by, you guessed it, Scarface Charlie. Oh my gosh. Our doer. Yep. <laughs> uh huh. He's the doer. He's not sitting back for anything. No, if you are listening to all of these back to back, then you heard me say in part two that he was, maybe in part one, in one of those parts, that he was going to have his victory moment. Oh, yeah. And this is it, right oh, okay. here. Okay. So. Here comes unhinged Scarface Charlie <laughs> and his very small band of okay. people. And again, like let me stress, the terrain of this land, it's rocky, it's thorny, it's hot, it's mm-hmm. prickly, it's... oh God. The terrain is back with a vengeance. The army's not ready. They don't have their fucking shoes on. Like, they're a few days into this, you know, like, guard was down, not ready. So um, Scarface Charlie is not fucking around, and it is they who are going to find this out. Ha ha. Anyways, in less than an hour, all of the officers and most of the patrol were dead. Um, Wow. Of the 65, 22 soldiers were dead. 16 were wounded. And the people that got away only got away because, like... They were, I mean, there was a small band of Modoc people. Like, Scarface Charlie was just done. Like, it was a bloodbath, and it stopped because Charlie decided that he had enough. And the survivors who did flee the scene all reported that they heard him call out in English so they fucking knew, All you fellas who ain't dead better go on home. We don't want to kill y'all in one day. Like, bye. Like, Leave. You know? Oh my gosh! Yeah, Scarface, Charlie. Scarface, Charlie. That was his last, Damn. the last Modoc victory moment. That was it. Because oh, this is where okay. it's going to get pretty dark for our heroes here. Okay. So this is an ugly situation with ugly people. Running this, mm-hmm. and uh, the U.S. military ends up recruiting other indigenous people of the area to oh. hunt down oh. the Modoc people. Oh, no, because they're gonna know this area. Yeah, probably better, better. Than, than the army anyway. Yeah, 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 not like, as not good, bad? obviously, as the Modoc people, but like better than the army. Better than the fucking army, who's just been getting rocked. By them, yeah. Like again, this you don't hear about this because this is fucking embarrassing. Like my god, like oh, it's embarrassing yeah. for a lot of reasons. So the army hires a man in particular named Donald McKay, okay, um, who was known to be good at this sort of thing. So Donald McKay's father was a white trapper, and his mother was Native American. Uh, he spoke several languages. He was a famed scout. He did this kind of thing. So he led a band of people from the Warm Springs Tribe. If we remember, the Warm Springs Tribe is in this general area. Okay, they were yeah. some of the people who were being used in those staged photos. Oh, of the, right. Yeah, that okay, were like going yeah. out newspapers and it's labeled like Modoc Warrior, but, uh-huh, it's, but not, it's like but not even yeah, someone a part of. Definitely, definitely the not tribe. good, but it was better than nothing because no. Photographs had been going out. It was just yeah. these awful, terrible drawings and stuff that yeah. were not reflective. So, better than nothing.
1: Better than nothing. Not good. Nothing, not good. Nothing.
0: Yeah, none of none of this is good. Um, so he led a few people from the Warm Springs tribe, as well as a few of the Army's men, through this labyrinth of lava fields to find and fight the Modoc people. Um, the Army even issued mckay with a temporary commission as a captain to do this yeah isn't that so nice um again like just to reiterate the fucking time and money the government is willing to spend over over this you know Mm -hmm. like you're going to take the time to commission a captain's title just for this one month. like my god you guys like it didn't need to come to this, Absolutely you know, like not. now Camby's dead because you refuse to. You can blame that on them if you like, but I don't think so. I think that maybe if you would have been a little more reasonable, yeah. <laughs> maybe everyone would still be alive right now and they could have lived together and learned from each other. Mm-hmm. Never forget the fucking treaty that Judge Steele Fine. Like there was already an agreement in place. It would have been fine. Go. But they're still just fucking willing to spend so much resources on this. It feels like. A little bit like the sunk cost fallacy where they're like, okay, well, we've gone this far. We have to, like, finish it. Exactly. Mm Oh, 100%. That's what this is. And, like, mind you, you know, this is 1873, and the Civil War ended in 65. So this is, like, a reconstruction period. Mm -hmm. There's, like, so much money to spend elsewhere. And you are just going to keep handing it to this, like, small... Group of people. A band of like, shitty ass people. Yeah. My God. So Donald McKay does find them. And here we go with, with a little bit of drama and mm-hmm. some speculation because we're not exactly sure what happened. How many times am I like, there was a meeting, but we don't know what happened? Right? Like in so many episodes. <laughs> to but be a fly on the wall. Yeah. We don't, uh, we don't in know history. What <laughs> yeah. All that we know is at one point, McKay, at a very considerable risk to his life, Ended up meeting in person with Captain Jack face-to-face in an attempt to reach an agreement. That's all Captain Jack's trying to do here is, like, he's still trying to reach an agreement. (sighs) So, again, that's Captain Jack's point of view. The MODOK people are so far past it. They're still far past it. Mm -hmm. Again, the image... Of them all silently walking out of that stronghold and turning around and seeing it be blown apart on fire. Like that oh that, that had doesn't to go be. away. No, uh-uh. No, like they're way past peace. And again, I I fucking get it, you mm-hmm. know. And also, like we said in part two, once you make that choice that you're gonna fight the second you shot Cambie. Like I mean you've this is what we're doing now. Yeah, there was you've no going back through. from that point. Yeah. Yep. Captain Jackson hold out hope because he's a peaceful guy. Oh, and he's gonna yeah. keep trying. Um so again, something happened at that meeting and we don't know what it was, but it wasn't good. Mm. And one of the major Modoc warriors was killed. I oh my god! I couldn't find a name, unfortunately. I wish I could. Um but that the killing of that warrior caused everyone to scatter, and Captain Jack and his people left and are back on the run again. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So just just reiterating, like, they are just fucking done. Like, they're fucking yeah. done. Like, here was another peace talk. Whatever happened, happened. Another one of their people are dead. Now, I didn't see any other casualties there other than this one MODOK warrior. Maybe yeah. there was. I'm not but sure on still, that, but like, I didn't they see, can't see it. it. They're, they're done. not have a goddamn meeting. No. Um, again, like the, the death of canby is the major thing working against them right now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and the, gov- the fact that the government just fucking sucks and has to have the last right. word here, like yep. just, just what you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they, they have to see this through now yeah, because they like, put so much into it. God, it's ugh, so frustrating. Like the hindsight frustration of all of this is just really, I, I can't. Oh Yeah. Um, So one good thing that this story did show me, though, is that there were humanitarians at the time because I didn't actually know that. I thought that everyone was just sitting here thinking that this was okay. So it does make me feel a little bit better that there were people during the time like, this is fucked up. Some people understood morality. (laughs) Yeah. Thank God. Not a lot, but some people. (laughs) Yeah. So... uh, Like the terrain was so important to our first segment of this whole stronghold story. Um, The biggest thing in this last chunk here that we have to understand and keep in the back of our minds through this is how hard life is now that they were driven out of the stronghold. So like they desperately need water. I mean, they had a lake that I mean, the army had like cut off that water source Mm -hmm. so that they were already cut off of a water source. You know, they're already depleted. They weren't leaving, you know, fully stocked and ready to go. Yeah. Um, They need other resources really badly. Um, They're already dehydrated and malnourished. Captain Jack, God, he didn't want it to come to this. He's looking at his people and now they're fighting. They're on the run for their lives with no real plan. And he's looking the state that everybody's in. And this is not where people need to be right now. Um, He really, really thought that there was going to be peace and he was going to get to stay there. You Mm -hmm. know, like, no one planned on being on the run. Like, he just really thought, you know, that this was going to work out. But when you're on the run, you have to make do with what you have. Yeah. And remember that everyone... Every single Modoc person at this point is a warrior. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. However, there's a lot of women and children. There's a lot no. of other elderly people, people's entire families. Hell, Shaq Nasty Jim has that brand new baby. Teeny, tiny, little. Brand t- new. Teeny baby. Baby. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things we're like, we'll never know what it's like. But just try to just take a minute pause if you have to. And really think of what it would be like to be on the run for your life. Like, mm-hmm. running in a place that you're not familiar with, sleeping outside. Like, at any fucking second, people could run up and ambush you. Like, the toll that that is taking. And then having, like, your children with you Oh yeah, at and the same time. Watching them be scared. And yeah. watching them, like, slowly starve. And, like, people yeah. like... Again, we'll never know. Ever, ever know. But if you really sit back and, like, try to think about... Like, have you ever, like, had a dream where, like, someone's trying to chase you or something and you have to run away? And, Mm -hmm. like, the fucking stress that that puts you through, like, in real life, every single day. all like, and feeling at your worst as you're running, like... Oh, yeah. And having all the people who are most important to you in the world surrounding you and, at the same time... You, as you are running from these terrible people, you are also running from the place that was most important to your home. Your home. The like creator y- made it for your, you. yeah, yeah. Like essentially like your church too. Yeah. All of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's insane. The psychological toll of all of this was just completely crippling. Mm-hmm. Um, and the morale is dipping just substantially. Oh, I bet. Which is not good. Um, and this type of desperation people start making choices. Oh, and I yeah. said that was going to come back around. And again, I, I've, I'm i not here to judge any of these choices, and we really shouldn't, you know, because you don't know what you would do. Um, we talked about some choices that the people have made. We're going to talk about a lot more in this episode. And just going forward, know that they are rough. And we're going to start okay. with those right now. Okay. So. If we remember, part of what Captain Jack had been negotiating for was the land and everything. Mm -hmm. But he was also negotiating for amnesty for Hooker Jim and his band of people that killed those settlers Mm -hmm. on the day that the first war started. So if we remember that whole scenario, Mm -hmm. um, Scarface Charlie squared up with the lieutenant, shots were fired, And then at that time, it was just a volunteer militia. And they're like, oh, I guess it's war. And they ran to the nearest Modoc tribe, Hooker Jim's tribe, and just randomly attacked them and, like, slaughtered them. And Mm -hmm. Hooker Jim and his people fled and saw those settlers on the way, killed them, that whole story, right? Right. So Hooker Jim and his men are thinking back on that. And they're looking around at how dire the situation is and everything. And they start thinking, huh, it's kind of looking like we're going to lose anyways. And we're going to be in extra trouble because, like, we killed these people. And so they make a choice to go ahead and turn themselves into the army. So Hooker Jim and his band of people break off from Captain Jack's group and they go back to the army and turn themselves in. And with that, I'm sure in their panic and in the state of everything going on, and I'm sure the Army wasn't like, oh, my God, totally cool. Glad you guys saw the area of your ways. Like, we're totally cool. No, you know that they were not cool. Whatever happened there happened, and... Hooker Jim and his people offer to help the army track down Captain Jack and the rest of the Modoc people. Whoa, yeah, that is, that is a choice. It's a choice. Again, not here to judge that. Um, again, this the whole things thing you'll is heartbreaking. Do in the name of survival. Yeah, there's not one good. Like, again, this whole story is just absolutely heartbreaking. Um, God, I, and I also, like, I wonder, like, how... Captain Jack and Hooker Jim left it, you know? Like yeah. did they just sneak away in the night? Did he tell him, like, dude, I'm I'm out? You mm-hmm. know, like how did like what and were they their can't last guarantee moments? what what's going to happen going yeah. forward? Like did they even know? Was it like hostile? Like we don't know. But it's it's rough because And not laying any blame here, this is just the facts of what we know of that day, is Hooker Jim had famously had a really big hand in being one of the key people to talk Captain Jack into killing Campy. Like, he was one of the main people to talk yeah, him into that. that, when Captain Jack oh, really. really, really, really didn't want to, and Hooker's men were ruthless. You know, we knew mm-hmm. that about them. Yeah. So it's again, it's just something it adds to the drama and the tension and the feelings of this story to oh like gosh, keep yeah. that in mind. You know? Yeah, it feels kind of deceptive. <laughs> yeah, and it's again, it, they've they've had enough. It's it's hard not to be mad at him. Like, I totally get it. I had a moment, too, where I'm like, what the fuck, you know? But again, like, what would you do? Like, he's already seen so many of his people be slaughtered. Like, what would you do to keep the rest of your family safe? One of, um, I saw an interview of one of the relatives, not of Hooker Jim, but of somebody else Mm -hmm. from this whole story that kind of debatably ends up getting screwed over by that. Mm-hmm. And even the, the descendant said, like, I can't be mad. Like, the, you, you don't know what was going on there. And one of, like, not the direct quote, but he said, like, extremely complicated things were going on more than mere loyalty and like that really hit me because I'm such like loyalty so big to me right and like that's one of like the Scarface Charlie things where I'm like no that's your right hand man dude like you're in it together no matter I love that relationship yeah exactly but I mean hearing him say that uh a descendant you know be able right. to be big enough to be like there's bigger things going on than well, just loyalty and also and like, like yeah jim also has loyalty to his people like the people that he swore yes. to take care of and protect especially after a bunch of them were massacred yes you know he, i'm sure he feels a very big sense of duty oh yeah over that as well and if someone else has to fall that's not ideal but like he's going to do what he has to do and it's just fucking unfortunate it's just fucking unfortunate like it's 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 extra unfortunate for us because usually the whole point of this podcast is like let's fucking judge some historical characters but there's certain things where it's like yeah i'm not gonna touch that no no Mm -hmm. because again you might think that you know what you would do but you don't know what you would do when you're put in these situations look at the milgram studies if you don't know what they are look them up You don't know what you would do when you're put into specific situations. Oh, yeah. People can really change and make choices. Yes. And so especially since, like, the MODOK people are our heroes of this story going forward. Like, I'm going to try to not focus on, like, oh, my God, how could he do that? I'm trying to think of wow, that says so much about how dire this situation was exactly. for him to turn like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, wow, like that really puts it in perspective. But unfortunately, Hooker Jim was not the only one. Modoc numbers just kept dropping. They were either getting captured or turning themselves in. Um, heard, I would fucking turn myself in. I'm not a fighter. No. I'm like, I am a fucking quitter. I'm a pussy. Again, like we've said... Mm-hmm. Like, Emily and I talk a big game. We're like, no, fuck, I'm this or that. No, I'm soft. I'm Uh, so soft. I can't be on the run for my life. Uh Like, I can't. Again, I totally understand it. Um, Captain Jack sees all of this, and he's fucking tired of it. All the people that talked him into this whole thing have abandoned him at this point. Yeah. And on June 1st, about six months, he has held off the U.S. Army. He decides to surrender Himself. Okay. Not captured, surrendered. Just know that because people fucking suck and newspapers at the time printed all this bullshit about how the army captured Captain Jack and all that. That is absolutely not true. He fucking turned himself in. Yeah. He made the choice to lay his gun down for the last time saying, quote, his legs gave out when they finally asked him what made him surrender. And he also reported saying, I'm ready to die. Like, I'm done. Oh, Oh, that's awful. Yep. After holding the army off for over seven months, there it is. I was trying to add it up in my head earlier. I'm like, wait, when did this start? January. But, yeah, so over seven months. Wow. Now... The Modoc War is over. Oh my gosh, that's not the way I wanted that to end. No, and we're this story is sure, yeah. really far from over, unfortunately. Yeah. Again, I'm just gonna take a moment to like go off right now, mm-hmm. just to say, he wasn't captured. And if there is any fucking history book out there or anything that says otherwise, it is not true. The fucking press is out there putting all of every newspaper had a completely different story, first of of all. They weren't even the same thing. Um, I'm, I'm sure the US Army was just like. Loving that, eating oh. that up, because oh, yeah. they're like, oh yeah, we captured him. Oh yeah, like state by state, it's a totally different story. You fucks. I genuinely believe that Captain Jack could have ran from them the rest of his goddamn life. He probably could have if he wanted to, especially like on his own. Oh yeah, oh yeah, or even like with just his family, yeah, like Scarface Charlie stuff. Like I, he, I, honest to God, mm-hmm. like uh, he could have gotten away. Yeah. yeah, the man who said that it was a coward's decision to shoot Cambie in the first place, just like turns himself in being the last one left like my god captain jack is not a fucking coward like no it comes back he fought until the end his he has a lot of people still with him right now they fought until the very end like Mm -hmm. my god um anyways like i said the war is over the story's not and it's just going to get worse um Volunteer militia groups at this point. We love a volunteer militia group, right? Like <laughs> literally pieces they're of They're definitely human very trash. regulated. <laughs> like pieces of human trash. Yeah. Um, they were killing Modoc people right in front of their wives and children. There were accounts yeah. of women and children sitting in the same wagons as their dead family members. Oh my god. Um because the remaining MODOC people are all prisoners of war now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now they're all transported back to Fort oh. Klamath in wagons. Um, a lot of these wagons were attacked on the journey by random people who were, you know, mad at Camby's death and blah, blah, blah. Um, and because Camby's dead and other peace commissioners were dead as well, it was not just Camby. Canby was definitely the catalyst of all of this, but there were other commissioners dead too. And right. so, I mean, we have to have a trial now.
1: Yeah. And I
0: say trial so loosely oh because no, there's no way that this oh, is going to be a fair trial there's no way just fucking wait this trial was such bullshit they knew it then and so like we definitely know it now they weren't yeah. even trying to hide it back then so the trial is at fort klamath mm-hmm. um captain jack and five other men they were five men who were at that faithful meeting that day, either shot somebody, fired shots. They were five men directly involved. Mm-hmm. So we have six men total. Um, they had no representation, and they're being tried as war criminals. Um, specifically, they're being tried for, quote, murder and violation of the laws of war, end quote, uh, you know, because it was a peace meeting. And there was a white flag oh there. Oh, my God. Get <laughs> f- oh, so fucked now that white flag is important. God, now it is. Get fucked. Yeah. Like I said, they had no lawyers, only interpreters. Um, and just as a side note, this right here, Captain Jack and these five other men, are the only Native Americans to ever be tried by a U.S. military commission in history ever. Wow. This moment right here. And we don't hear about this. That's kind of a big deal, right? Like, that's wild. Again, we live in a neighboring state. It's Uh insane. Had no idea. We have never heard of these Mm -hmm. people. I I can't. Um, Okay. And you know, you know who the interpreters were. It's Frank and Toby Riddle. They're in this courtroom. They're interpreting. Uh, They were paid $10 a day to do this. Uh, So Captain Jack stands in the courtroom in chains. Like, it just fucking wrecks me Mm -hmm. to, to picture this. Also, like, just the pictures of Captain Jack, too. Like, his face. Like, he just has, like, this... God, like this face, like I don't know, it just gets me. Yeah, like you just can't help you can, but feel for him. Yeah, it's just something like you can like see it in his eyes, mm-hmm. you know, like even through a photo. Like Ugh. to picture him standing there in chains, like me. I oh, after God. everything, yeah, yep. And he does not stop speaking his truth. That it was the younger men that wanted to keep fighting. He wanted peace. Look at the speech. Look at mm-hmm. the written speech. The date on There's it. Proof. Look at all of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. He was in there. It's all documented. The times that he went in at the reservation in the first place he tried so hard exactly what he said is hard to say because all of the accounts differ because of the interpretation but the general theme to all of it is he maintained he wanted peace the whole time He also spoke of the Ben Wright massacre and how the white flag was used there and how they didn't understand, you know. Also, there was, like, this glaring fact that, yes, like, fine, the Modoc people showed up to a peace thing and fired, and that's not good. But... Everyone else showed up to this Peace Commission meeting with the guns as well. And, mm-hmm. like, they started firing, like, you know, someone more at fault than someone else. I don't know, maybe. But, like, the fact is, is, like, where are they? You know? Like, this yeah. is very one-sided. Oh, yeah. That whole entire massacre from before. Like, where's the accountability for yeah. them? It's, like, we thought that the white flag meant something until that. But also, like... If there's rules to war, we kind of should probably make sure that all sides understand what those rules are. Like, the Monarch people never agreed to any rules of war. They didn't know what they were, you know? Like, for fuck's sake, most of them thought that the treaty that Judge Steele wrote up was still valid. Yeah. You know, like, they didn't—what the fuck? Um... But yeah, if there's rules to war, you need to know what they are and fucking follow them because Ben Wright broke the rules and was praised as a hero. And that was okay, but this isn't okay. There's just a lot of contradiction and overlapping here that doesn't make sense. And Captain Jack's staying calm, but he is pointing that out. Yeah, I mean, the only rule here that they are taking seriously is that... The big fish eats the little fish. Mm -hmm. And that is it. That's the only thing that matters to them. 100%. Rules get broken. Mm -hmm. Um, The government's going to tell you whatever and not uphold their end of the bargain. That's all that they've seen at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, God. Uh, Hooker Jim was called to testify against Captain Jack. And Captain Jack still held his own, saying he didn't want to do it. They made him do it. At one point in this, oh, man, it really gets me. At one point, Captain Jack did start to like get a little emotional uh-huh. and he looked over at Hooker Jim and made eye contact with him and said, why did you kill my friends in regard to the settlers? said, why did you kill my friends? I didn't want you to kill my friends. I didn't ask you to do that. I was asking for amnesty for you. Mm-hmm. But you killed my friends. Like I yeah. knew those people. I lived with those people. Like uh-huh. God. And like Hooker Jim's probably like not. I'm not saying that Hooker Jim was totally cool, but he, this probably wrecked him. He probably oh, couldn't yeah. even look at him. You know, like. God. Oh yeah, you can't tell me he didn't feel some sort of shame. Yeah, no. And if we think about, like, again, it just adds another layer. Captain Jack didn't even, like, call on Hooker Jim. If we remember back to that day when the military went over to Hooker Jim's um, banned and started wiping them out and then, then in a frenzy they went and slaughtered their settlers they did that on the way to the lava fields that's just where they went because shit was going down yeah it wasn't like decided you know right. that they're gonna meet up and we're gonna like take them down no like hooker Jim just showed up there yeah and now all of this is happening captain jack's on trial and it's just like it's a lot it's a lot it's to so handle unfair it's just it's straight so up unfair Unfair. And if you're not riled up about that, um, do you want to take a guess on who the jury is? Just a shot in the dark, take a guess. I mean, obviously it's going to be all white men. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it is the literal people that they fought against. Like not, and not like, oh, it's like a part of like the same branch of, no, no, no. The literal people who were present are sitting on this jury. (laughs) What is even the point of having this trial? What is fucking happening? What's the point of the jury? What's the point of the trial if you're you're just going to do this? Four of the six members of the military commission, which is the jury Yeah. Four of the six members had served under Canby directly. Jesus fuck. Three of the six members had fought directly against the Modoc people in the war, face to face, held weapons, and fought them. This is the fucking jury. Um, also, Captain Jack was not allowed to do any cross examinations or anything like that. This That's whole sure. thing is just an absolute. Again, they knew it then. No one's trying to hide. That this is just an absolute fucking joke. Mm-hmm. So that being said, the sentence is extremely predictable. Yeah. And all five of these men were found guilty and sentenced to death for their crimes. Yep. Oh, and um, don't worry. Just in case you weren't already there with how bullshit this whole trial was, the gallows were already built before the trial oh, started. Wow, that's so convenient. They were already up. Yeah, oh. so, you know... Yeah, that's that's super convenient of them. I just like I've I've, I've what was I've, even I've, the <laughs> point of having like for show literally yeah this isn't like some fucking circus. Yeah. Literally. I I saw in a source somewhere that like everyone knew that it was such a charade and such a show that some of like the Modoc men on trial just like sat down on the floor in the middle of the Crap. Oh They're like, yeah. what's the fucking point, dude? Like, no, see, like, that's what, get what I would have done. With. If I were Captain Jack, I wouldn't have even tried. I would have been tried. like, this is bullshit. God. Yeah, like, God. God bless him for trying. But I would have been like, I'm not saying anything. I'm not going to like, what's, what's the, the point? fucking point? What's the point? Yeah, no, good I for know. him for not taking that quitter's attitude that I have. But like, <laughs> same. No, Yeah, that's what I would have done. And the only time he got emotional was when... Like, it was like, why did you kill my friends? Yeah. Like, I didn't want to kill anybody. You killed my friends. And I fucking defended that. And yeah. now we're going to sit here like. Oh, God. And be like the main person against me, basically. Oh, yeah. It's just, oh, God. <sighs> Again, though, we do have humanitarians speaking out and calling for clemency. Even with Cambi and even with all that, there's still humanitarians who are like, yeah, this happened, but, like, look at what you put him through, you know? like, Yeah, so that's still happening, thank God. And Grant listens, Uh, because if we know one thing about Grant, it's that he totally listens to the humanitarians speaking (laughs) out against these things, and he's a super cool guy. Um, him being totally cool and listening was him commuting two of the people to life at Alcatraz. Put a pin in that. We're going to come back to it. But just, just have that in the back of your mind. The people are like, hey, we want mercy for these people. He's like, oh, cool. Um, two of them can like go to Alcatraz, I guess. Oh. Okay. And again, there's another really fun, cruel layer to that. Oh, that yeah. we're going to come back to oh. in a bit. Oh, we're coming back to it. Okay. Okay. Hang on to that. Um, Yeah. Grant, not a fucking friend of the pod. Like, for sure. No. mm -mm. No. Um, If anyone out there is like, we want an episode on Grant, probably not for us, man. Like, you might want to take that inquiry to a different (laughs) podcast. We've already made up our mind here. Or Sherman like after all of his like no mercy tolerance against the native American, like i'm going to go ahead and not we're do gonna, an we're going to we're going to do a hard anymore. pass on that yeah. one and for our non american friends who may not be familiar with like presidents that's president ulysses s, s. grant, grant. Yeah. yeah not not one of the best of not the presidents got to say yeah yep yeah. um I mean, as far we, we've just learned that now. If you asked me about Ulysses S. Grant before this, I would've been like, "I have no clue." I I don't know. Yeah, I don't really I don't know. know who that man is. Yeah, I could see him walking down the street. Yeah, wouldn't know a thing. And this is all that I know now, and it's all that I needed. Yep, Ben Wright and Ulysses S. Grant and Sherman. I don't remember what Sherman's first name is. All of you just fucking wherever you are dick. right now. I hope you're having a horrible time. Yep, like just forever. Yeah. So again, these. Um, Men are sentenced to death when no one was held responsible for breaking the same rules on the Mm -hmm. other side. Again, Ben Wright is still being considered a fucking hero, which is absolutely foul. Um, Other peace commissioners were armed and firing as well. They're probably sitting on the fucking jury. Who knows? Like, this is just really, really hard. Um, And we're just going to keep tracking through it. And it's with a very heavy heart that I have to tell you that for men... Captain Jack, Black Jim, Boston Charlie, and Sconch and John were sentenced to death to be hung. I couldn't find much more information on Black Jim and Boston Charlie because I yeah. wanted to. Yeah. Um, I again, if it's out there, please let me know. I would be more than happy to like include them in an update episode or something. I just couldn't find anything myself other than they were there with Captain Jack on that day. Like they yeah. were there firing maybe they directly killed i'm not sure but there there they are um i definitely still wanted to say their names just because i had them right Um, even though they didn't come up in our story i wanted to add them to our character list but i just couldn't find anything um and oh gosh so after they were arrested they took photos of them and in and john in these photos it's i'll post it. Oh man. There's just something about him. It gives me chills. I I don't I don't even have notes on it. I, my notes literally say like just close your eyes, see the picture and go yeah. off. Cause he It's like the sepia picture, you know, and he's standing there and he's like in, you know, his shirt and his pants and he's just been arrested and he has like his arms crossed and he's kind of like putting his weight on like one leg, you know what I'm saying? So like kind of off to the side and he just this look on his face and it's just this look of like stubborn, like. Fuck you. That's our kind of thing. John. Oh, yeah. I don't. He probably didn't say a fucking word in court, and he just sat there like a damn rock. He stayed by Captain Jack's side the entire time. Oh. He was one of the leaders, too. Old sconshin's brother. Exactly. The head yeah. chief of the Modoc tribe. This is his brother mm-hmm. being sentenced to death. And they would sit in chains in prison for months. Waiting oh, to be hung, which again is unfucking necessary because I mean things take a long time now. Which you know, I'm, we're not here to talk but about. But also that. they like back their then, fates were sealed. Yeah. so long ago they had the gallows made. Like oh yeah, why well, put them through the extra torture? Oh, let me tell you why, Emily. Um, because this was like a fucking tourist attraction. Of course, people it were was. visiting Fort Klamath. Like a fucking zoo. Reporters were there. They were selling photos. Is like. Fucking merch and shit. Like I, can't, I can't. Like I hate okay, this so much. Okay, back to so when I much. said, like, this is—is is this a fucking circus? Apparently, apparently. Oh, they literally—they would come right up to their cells and like look at that and everything. Ew, like, what the seriously fuck? Makes me. That I makes can't. me so fucking mad. No, I know. No, I know. Like I have. It's disgusting. The inhumanity. The inhumanity. Of all this that. is extremely recent history. Like. This is extreme. Two to three generations ago, that is fucking unacceptable. Yeah, and like, oh, we're not going to put this in history books and shit. Well, maybe we should. Maybe like, that maybe take some responsibility for that and admit that that is not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Captain Jack's family was also allowed to visit, including his daughter, Aww. his young daughter Rosie, oh, that Rosie. he loved more than anything in oh, this whole world oh, I my couldn't heart. find an age on her but she was a little girl I would say um god if again uh, if you know please let me know and I will do mm-hmm. a corrected um update on this again I couldn't find it but I would say like 10 or under oh. she was young um the last night that Captain Jack had on planet Earth, people saw him just holding Rosie and just rocking her. No. Like, and not no. stopping because she was just everything to him. And on the morning of October 3rd, 1873, the men were executed. And people traveled from all around to watch this because the government wanted it to be as public of a spectacle as possible to send a message. The government forced the remaining Modoc people, as well as the Klamath people, to come and watch this. Rosie, his wife, his sisters, okay. were literally forced to watch this. It makes me physically fucking ill. Now, this is just the Hunger Games. People are worried that we have a future like that. Oh, yeah. B- babe, that's our past. It's our past. They were wives and children were forced to sit next to fucking strangers to show up and watch this. Like And watch the most important person in their life. What would that feel like? Like, the person that you were on the run with, that you were hunkered at, like, wh- I can't even imagine. The person that was trying to protect you. Oh, God. I cannot imagine. <laughs> Remember the two men whose sentences were commuted to life in Alcatraz instead? Mm-hmm. And I said, keep a pin keep a in that because there's another cruel layer. They didn't tell them that. They made them stand on the gallows and Are you watch. fucking kidding Until me? it got to be their turn. And they were like, by the way, you're lucky and you're going to Alcatraz. Just for like another added fucking layer. Like, I I just fucking scathing. Like, scathing over this. I, I cannot. Oh, my God. Fucking disgusting. Also, just because I have their names here, I couldn't find pronunciation, so I'm sorry, but I'm going to try to say it because these two men spent the rest of their lives in Alcatraz over being forced to watch such a brutal thing. Their names were Barncho, and I am so sorry, I think it's Slowlux, 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 something like that. It looks really cool. All these names are very cool, Um, but yeah. Okay, and when you mentioned like the added layer to it Mm -hmm. with Alcatraz, I thought it was going to be, like, that's such another fucked-up layer. But then there's also the fucked-up layer of that the land that Alcatraz was built on is stolen Native American oh my land. God. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, and how, like, later in the 60s, oh, they, like, tried God. to take it back once the prison was no longer, like, working. The Native American people were like, okay, Can so, like, give it, it back to us. Yeah. And they're like, no. God, fucking, I fucking, I... So it just, like, it just gets adds another layer yeah. and also to picture them sitting in Alcatraz with everyone else that was there like that again this is so much it's another it's another one of those history things that we always point out on this podcast that you can be like you read that sentence they were sent to Alcatraz for the rest of their lives those men spent the rest of their life every day. Every day they woke up and were in fucking Alcatraz with whoever the fuck was there and with that them. creepy ass.: Yeah, like freaky God. ass prison. I absolutely cannot. Um, as for the other four men that lives were cut short at Fort Klamath that day, grave markers do stand at Fort Klamath, which is a museum today, for Captain Jack, Scotch and John. Boston Charlie and Black Jim. There's nothing saying that their bodies are conclusively there, however. In fact, now this is fucking disgusting. And this is something where I am an American. I have been here all my life, born and raised. And I never knew that we did this in such recent fucking history. So you're going to hear about it today on Spill the Meat. Again, this is an intense episode. I apologize. But at the time, it was common practice for Native Americans' heads to be removed when possible and sent to Washington, D.C. for testing. Guess how many skulls of indigenous people of North America would end up at Washington, D.C. for this purpose? Oh, no. Throw out a number: a, a, a thousand. 2,000, more than 2,000 Jesus. unidentified Christ. Native American skulls. For schools. fucking what, test I don't know. I don't fucking know. Like, oh my that's God. sick. Do people know that? I didn't learn that in school. Like, what the fuck? So they're thinking, or no. And so that is where the head of Captain Jack and the people oh are my God. to this day. What the fuck? Yeah, there's no record of their bodies being buried there. And I will say, that is a, as a side note, in 1898, the school of Captain Jack was transferred to the Smithsonian, where it remained, until, as somehow I didn't look fully into this because, again, it makes me sick, under very controversial circumstances it was returned to the Klamath tribes in the 1980s. Okay. But I mean, it's still just absolutely fucking mortifying that we were doing that. Yeah, and like, what the fuck? and no one's saying anything what like What the fuck? Absolutely disgusting. But either way, there's no record of their bodies being buried there, but it's still really, I feel some kind of way about how they're now memorialized at Fort Klamath you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I want him on his land. Yes. Like, I want no, no, all of them on their Port land. Port Klamath like, is not where he belongs. No. Not the place where some of the most traumatic things happened to the people that he loved and him. Yeah, no, I can't. And, like, and they are very crude. I'll post photos. Uh, they're just very crude white, you know? It says, like, Captain Jack executed October 3rd. Like, it's, you know, like, I can't. Yeah, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but our story goes on, believe it or not. There are 155 remaining Modoc people who are rounded up and sent to Oklahoma, which is so far away from their land, it, it makes me sick. Um, they had many stops along the way where they were, you know, switching different methods of transportation. A lot of the way they were transported by cattle car. Of um, of course. Of course. A, a lot did not... Make it. Yep. Um, Because, yeah, this is very Holocaust of them. It is. A a fucking cattle car. Again, we're not going to talk about this. Um, A lot of them did not make it to Oklahoma. People said that they were dying of disease, and maybe that's true, but I don't. I don't think so. I think that it was just grief, sorrow, like a broken heart. You can die from that, and that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Like, my God, just, like, completely losing the will to live. Mm-hmm. I can't. I I just can't. I can't. I don't have words. Um, if you're wondering, Old Sconchin and his band of people that stayed on that Klamath reservation when Captain Jack and his group went back to the stronghold, they're still at Klamath.
1: Oh. They're on
0: that reservation. Oh. And they're there. Okay. Yes, they're untouched. That's something. That is something. Because, God, if we have to just glean the littlest so. bit of good... I know, it does, I kind of thought that too, I'm like, God, I hate that, like, they're being sent to Oklahoma, but you have that foothold in the door that's still in the general area. Again, that Klamath Reservation's not on their land, but it's in the general area, Right. you know? Um, And we're trying, we're trying to see any good. There's no good, there's no good. Yeah, no. Like I said, so many people died during this relocation as well as upon arriving, Um, in Oklahoma. And this is another one. Again, this story is really tragic, and it doesn't stop being tragic. In fact, the very first grave marker at the Oklahoma reservation read, Rosie Jack, April 1874. And that was the day that little Rosie went and joined her dad up in the great beyond. And I just literally picture him, like, up in the clouds, like, crouched down, like, arms out. Oh, the thing that has been haunting me this entire time is the image of him just rocking her. Yeah. That has been wrecking me. No, I know. I know. Um, Okay, we're going to switch gears a little bit here. Mm -hmm. Um, A little bit we're going to talk just just for a bit because the story is drawn to a close. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Modoc people who were living on the Oklahoma reservation. Um they're on a small reservation, really far from home and it's shared with three other tribes that were sent there. This was called the Quapaw Agency. And they they were there you know and like we had said the modoc people are an optimistic people and so they are trying they're trying to move on mm-hmm. they're trying to live their life a couple years go by they're there they're doing the best they can with the family that they have there the friends that they have there um the papers are still dragging the modoc people these bloodthirsty ra ra all of this which is just so far from true mm-hmm. so far from true but they're still trying their best And one day they're out outside and they're playing croquet of all things. And they look off in the distance and they see someone walking up and they're like, Oh gosh, like, who is that? He looks familiar. Like, Oh, it couldn't be fucking Alfred Meacham walks onto the reservation in Oklahoma Because he's not dead. Because I'm a fantastic storyteller. And in part two, I said, she cradled, Toby cradled him in her arms as he slipped away. But she saved him and he (gasps) lived. What? And I was waiting for this fucking moment to tell you that. What? Yeah. Alfred Meacham did not die that day. Um, He lived. Sconch and John made that choice to shoot him, and he did. He got shot four times, ripped the fuck apart. But Toby Riddle called everyone off and saved his life that day. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so glad that you, like, never asked again because I just, I was like, and then he slipped away and skipped over it, like, really fast because of the drama. Well, there was a point at which where you're like, well, you know, and, like, they killed, uh, what's his name? Sorry. Cambie, uh, Cambie, yeah. There was a point at which where you were like, "Oh, and like they killed Camby and I was like, "I was going, I was thinking about <laughs> popping in with like a and Meacham." That, thank you for <laughs> yeah. not doing that. Yeah, because then you probably would have looked at me like, uh, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was at the trial as well." Okay. And, like, he testified, I don't know who for, but he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, he's been here. Why is he? He fucking shows up in Oklahoma. Yeah, why is he here? He's there for a reason. Because Meacham is a friend of the pod. And even Aww. after everything that happened, he is still a huge advocate, not only for the Modoc people, but every Native American tribe <laughs> here. And he has an idea to start... A show, like a tour type thing on the East Coast to help give the Modoc people a voice. To be clear, this is not to be confused with the Wild West show, which again, I'm not fully going to talk about that because it's nauseating, but if if you're familiar with this time period and familiar with what a Wild West show is, that is not what this is. That's Mm -hmm. like a mockery, essentially. That is not what Meacham is doing. He is making a real attempt to allow this story to be heard. He thinks the plight of the Native Americans is so important. This war specifically was so important. And papers are still circulating saying that Captain Jack was captured or that, like, he died on a battlefield. Like, it's just absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. And Meacham's like, no, this isn't working. He's still not impressed. Looking around, he's not impressed. Yep. So... In order to advocate for the treatment of the indigenous people of this country, he wants to physically bring these people with him to let them be the ones to tell their stories. Because like we mentioned, when it's a war situation, usually the victor writes the story. Exactly. You know? yeah. And that's that's not fair here. So God again, Meacham stays a friend of the Modoc people, every other Native American tribe. He's a friend of the pod. Meacham wherever you are. We we love you, dude. Mm-hmm. Like you can get shot in the face and still do this. In fact the show did happen and that's how he started it. He would walk out on stage and be like, hey, you see this right here? Guess how I got this? And literally like gesture to the person that did it. Oh my God. And be like, yeah, this guy, you know, like shot me. Like don't, this is what happens. And like, let them come out and like, they kind of laugh it off and tell their story. Like this is the person Yes, yeah. And if like, he can still think highly of the people who shot him in the yeah. face. Then like these audience members can too. They can too, and they did. Aww. And of course Toby and Frank Riddle were there, and her Aww. and her whole family were part of this group. And they traveled around with their dear dear friend Meacham, Aww. and this is when she gets her nickname. And Meacham's the one that gives her her nickname, and he names her Winema, which means woman chief. And she, yes, I know Toby, bitch. and she probably keeps that name for the rest of her life. I oh it took a lot but I found I think I found enough on Toby Riddle to do like a mini Patreon episode. Ooh. So oh, I'm the yeah. way I want to hear about uh, yeah like Our I Lady think, Chief right uh. and like w- what we know like the little bit that we do know Everything from her like when about her. her. Family. I fucking love her. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. um, our patrons can look forward to that coming up in the near future because I definitely there's enough out there for at least many episodes. Maybe a full blown one. I don't know. Yeah. But it's coming. So we'll let you know because she's so cool. Um but wrapping up this story, I just want to give a quick wrap on the remaining men because big players are still alive right now, mm-hmm. right? We need to know what happens to them. So we're gonna start with Hooker Jim who, because of him turning on Captain Jack and helping find him and testifying and all that, he was given amnesty. Okay. Um, Yeah, they came through with that part of the agreement, at least. Uh, After testifying against Captain Jack, he followed the tribe back in exile to Oklahoma. They just, they didn't give him anything else. They're like, yeah, you can keep your life, but bye, and just sent him, sent him away. Wow. And he lived out the rest of his life there and died in 1879. Uh, Scarface Charlie right because mm-hmm. like why wasn't he on the gallows with Captain Jack uh yeah listen when you said Boston Charlie I was like uh, I know what no I know and like or when I was like oh and other people turned on Captain Jack too there's probably a part of you were like not fucking Scarface Charlie oh better not be Scarface Charlie I if you're out there someone please I cannot find why he was not on the gallows or where the fuck he was like, please tell me. I want to know. But he, he somehow, again, God, I just, please tell me because it's such a mystery to me. Mm-hmm. I cannot find it. He, from my understanding, he never abandoned Captain Jack. And somehow after... Captain Jack and the other men's execution, he was appointed as chief of the Modoc people to be sent to Oklahoma. Okay. So Old Sconchin was still, you know, the head chief of right. but But um, Scarface Charlie was going to be the chief of the Oklahoma uh, prisoners of war. So he spent about a year in Oklahoma <clears throat> doing that, being the chief. And then he was replaced by another Charlie named Bogus Charlie. Um, and I couldn't see totally why that was, but it was at least partly due to Bogus Charlie's better understanding of English seemed oh, okay. to be a large factor right, there. Yeah. Um, and so after that, Scarface Charlie, it turns out that he was a very gifted craftsman. And after that, he went on to develop a line of furniture Whoa. That Paid his bills and he lived Bullshit. out the rest of his life. Yeah. Could you imagine owning one of those pieces of first? Oh my God. Could you imagine owning a piece? Oh, and like you have no clue and you're listening to this episode and you're like, I don't know. Like my family's from like this weird area. And you go look under a freaking <laughs> cabinet and it's just like Scarface Trailer. <laughs> like I, carved I there, drop to the ground and oh just die right there. It's so fucking cool. Oh my gosh! Um, our last guy is our it's our boy, is Shaq Nasty Jim. What what was he doing? Um, he so he was one of the people that surrendered after they left the stronghold. His band was also sent to the Quapai Agency. And some sources, not all, but I did see sources that say he also helped track down Captain Jack for the army. Um, But that wasn't everywhere. So I'm not sure. Interesting. Um, He has descendants today. And that's where I got a lot of this information. Love that. And I thought this was cool because the descendants today, their last name is James, and that's from Jim i the a Shaq Nasty Jim, like Oh my version. gosh. Isn't that so cool? I love that. Um, so wrapping up this whole story, thank you so much for hanging with me. I know that was a dark one and it, you know, it needs to be told. It's important. Mm-hmm. Um, but just wrapping up, touching on some key takeaway points here is uh, Grant's bullshit peace policy. Would end up being the most bloody dealings with yeah, the indigenous people in US history yeah. under the guise of peace policies, like the literal bloodiest way to go about any of this. The MODOC War was the single most costly Native American war in US history by a long shot, and that's both monetarily and in human life. Wow. Like just by an absolute long shot. Again, the total cost that the u.s government spent on this campaign i've seen half a million i've seen a million back then back then whoa twenty thousand dollars of land and no lives Mm. for all of this and a million dollars just to have that last say and then bury this in history and hope to god that it doesn't come up again however again like we said uh, the the way that our history has covered a lot of this up is really really just foul and unacceptable. But mm-hmm. in very recent history, we are becoming more aware and a little a little better at it. Yeah. Um, back in 1909, the Modoc people returned to the Klamath Reservation near their native lands. Um, that's absolutely not enough for me. No, no one gives a fuck what I think, but like I. I'm just going to go on record and say I would be overjoyed if within my lifetime, all of that land was returned over to the oh, people. Oh, absolutely. Like, the Lava Bed National Park, give it to him. Mm-hmm. And, like, because, again, it's almost hard. I want to go there one day. I want to see it. But you look at the photos and stuff, and there's, like, you can see, like, ramps and, like, stairs and Aww. stuff. And it's, like, see, give it back to them. And if they're cool having that, they're okay. But, yeah. like... If but they never want like... anyone to come there ever mm-hmm. again, okay, like, yeah. I that's... that's not for us to decide. no, yeah. I want it I want that to be theirs again, so, so badly. yeah. um, I did see, and this is a really big step. I did see that the state of Oregon, very recently, like within like the past twenty years or so, issued an apology.
1: For how
0: the the treatment of the Modoc people and all something. of that, yeah. and um, the leaders of Oregon are fighting, and it's actually going to the Supreme Court right now to be voted on to put the Modoc War into the Oregon State curriculum Good. for everything. Yeah, which again is absolutely just step one you know mm-hmm. it should be in every curriculum easily like that shouldn't even be a question yeah this is huge oh it's huge, a huge part huge, of american history huge but it does bring not peace but hope that maybe one day this massive wrong can be somewhat just somewhat righted Yes. Yeah, like, some sort of reparation just a tiny bit yeah. yeah um i'm gonna end with a quote from meacham because it just absolutely nails it. Um, this is a quote from 1873 when all of this happened, and he wrote this in his personal diary. He said, "Quote: The chapter in our national history which tells our dealings with the Indian tribes will be the darkest and most disgraceful in our annals." End quote. It's like, yeah, this is the darkest and most disgraceful so part fucking of our country's history for sure. And with that, everyone, oh. there it is. I oh, <laughs> don't know where to go from there. Again, I it started with a suggestion of Captain Jack's stronghold, and I just went down this huge just rabbit hole, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just got so lost in this story, and I was like, no. It it has to be the whole thing. Like, it can't end on the high note of the stronghold. Like, we need the whole thing. No, now that it has been finished, I feel so many more ways about it than I did just with the first couple parts. It's so important. And this happened on a, a massive scale. Similar things to this happened to so many tribes. Of people all across the country dealt right. with yeah. things like this, you know? Like, it's just, it gets buried, and it shouldn't. No, absolutely not. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, you know, we we try to do, like, lighthearted, more, not even lighthearted subject matter, but just, like, try to be more lighthearted in the way we present it. But sometimes things are so... Dark and devastating that you just can't. Yeah. And Maddie and I were talking about this before this episode is that it's a lot harder to talk about something where people today are still being directly affected. Directly affected. You know, there's a lot of history butterfly effects where, like, this happened, so that happened, so this happened, so that happened, so this happened, so now that's affecting someone today. But it's Mm -hmm. very different to say that this is directly affecting people we may know yes we do we do we you and i at least maddie do know oh god yeah, yeah. every time i look at her now like oh there's just gosh. gonna be something i see in her It's just like god you should be so fucking proud of oh my god, god. Well, she is, to have you know, that know, oh she way. is but, but like, like wow god that sense of pride and then, oh my oh gosh, my God. the descendant of these people is there were some documentaries out there that were older, you know, like yeah. you could tell, like mm-hmm. in the nineties, like just by the way that oh, they yeah. were. Oh, it was ugh, it pissed me off so much. I, it, all credit, like, dumped out the window. But one of them ended with saying, like, a once proud nation of Modoc people. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? A once proud nation? I'm sorry, who the fuck are you? Why would they say not that be a not proud being, like, nation? Like, prideful of, yeah. Right. And, like, also, they they, this particular video made it sound like they were just completely wiped out in this once proud nation. Like, they were not wiped out. They fought tooth and nail. Yeah. They are still here. To there. still be here. Yeah. They are still Don't there. Don't take that away today. from them. No. How dare you? Yeah. Like, ugh. fucking speaking for somebody like that. So, yeah. Anyways, it's just, it's. This one was darker. It was deeper. But was darker, I am deeper. so, so, so glad that you did it because that was such an incredible and heart-wrenching story but like I feel all the better from knowing it because it's also a big thing to Maddie and I that like you know history can be it can be fun Mm -hmm. and it is interesting Mm -hmm. but if you do not learn about history you are doomed to repeat it right there's so much that we can learn Mm -hmm. from people of the past 100 percent. there's so much that you learn through gossip period absolutely about people who you currently know that is the point of gossip right it is exactly like giving information to each other about like what is safe and what is unsafe and Mm -hmm. like that is also a big part of history is it's like, a big part of it. yeah, learning to be better and learning to be safe. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and let um Patreon pick my next episode after that one. I'm gonna yeah. like go through our list and like pick a few and be like, hey, what, what do you want to hear? But do let us know. Um, I, fucking love a deep dive you guys Mm -hmm. like i love multiple episodes like i love it that's my a plus student right there (laughs) i love homework (laughs) i just love it and like i just want to do homework for the rest of my life so if you do love a deep dive like this let us know we'd be happy to do more series but i would say to our patrons Please, for the love of God, I know what Maddie has emotionally been going through researching all this. God. As important as it was to her. Pick something a little chill, please. And like I'll make sure for her own mental health. Yeah, like she my needs God. something chill. I know I do. I need to like recover. And we do someday need to i mean i don't know is this hypocritical because we just said like give the land back to them but i do want to go i want to see it and like appreciate i feel it. like I, I feel like i need to i feel like i don't know i feel like i want to go i want to see that circle like where the ghost dance was like i want to go right. for like different reasons yeah i guess um less yeah, touristy and more yes. like as a spiritual thing right to, like, I just want... appreciate to like their stand land and there yeah. by ourselves and like close our eyes for a minute and like try to like pick Feel up the like spirit energy, of their land. Like, yeah, and like, oh, that sounds so. Beautiful. We're gonna do that one day and like somehow pay whatever respect that we can. And if anyone, I actually looked. I did not look extensively, but I I looked a bit and I didn't see a petition out there. If anyone knows of a petition that we can sign to just give this land back to yeah. Mohawk people? Like send Even it if our we way. Just start with a percentage of the land that is god, like something yes. we just need to start something yeah. my god but okay by listening to this episode I feel that you did start that process and so yes. we thank you for still being here yeah thank you for listening this one was so so important to it Maddie was. it's important to me now now that I know <laughs> it pretty... oh my god Ugh. but we'll do a quick little fresh cup for you, so hang in there. Yes. We're gonna have a little change of pace here, Yep. just for a little bit. We're gonna take a take a breath <laughs> yep <laughs> okay, <laughs> bye bye and now it's time for a fresh cup <laughs> <laughs> oh that was me pouring oh, that was I'd wear a very. Good sound uh, I really like <laughs> I so started really to throw you a bone. I started with a <laughs> ch, ch- and was like, wait, no, that's not right. Blood one club. There <laughs> blub, it is. There that's it is. It. Right there. Jesus. Perfect. Such beautiful sound effects. I loved it. Um Okay, sorry. I also said like oh during that because I was looking at the one that I had picked out and it's like fucking long. Oh uh oh. Okay. So I'm not gonna do that one. Nope, they've been through today. enough today. No, we're gonna do a shorter one. Um, cause this one really, it's a Today I Fucked Up. Oh, I love Today yeah. I Fucked Up. That gave us Carrot Boy. Yeah, this one, <laughs> this one's like more, uh, oh. not quite as silly. Okay. It's not silly at all, actually. Okay. But uh, there's not really a lot of like judgments to be made cause it's going to be pretty obvious. Okay. So, cause today they fucked up. All right. Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. This didn't happen today, but a few weeks ago. My wife of four years gave birth to our first child last year. Both my wife and I are blue-eyed and light-skinned. Our baby has a darker skin tone. Over the past six months, his eyes turned very dark brown. I had my doubts. My friends and family had questions. Mm. I read too many horror stories online. I asked my wife half-jokingly one day if she was sure the kid was mine. She stared daggers at me and said, of course he is. I let it go for a while, but still had a nagging doubt. Oh, God. So right after Thanksgiving, I told her I wanted a paternity test to put my doubts to rest. Oh, God. She agreed. Okay. Few because, weeks. like... I'm sorry, I'm just going to cut uh-huh. you off. Like, oh, man, if you are cheating on him with someone that looks that different, like, this is really ballsy. Right? right? To just roll with that? Yeah, and be like, no, he's yours. And it's like, uh... But also, this guy does not understand basic genetics. No, Exactly. Because again, on the flip side, like how insulted would you be if yeah. your husband looked at you and was like, "Is he even mine?" Be like, "I think I'd leave." I think I'd be like, "You don't trust me." Yeah. Why like, are we doing this? Are you joking? Why are we together? Yeah. If like, you don't fucking trust me to the point where you think not only that I would cheat on you, yeah, but that I would get pregnant with someone else's child and then try to pass that child yeah. off as yours, convince you, that get fucked. Tricked. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like. Do you really think I'm that awful of a person? Why are you with me? Yeah. Right? Yeah, that would be the biggest slap in the face. Oh, I would be so offended. And like, again, basic jeans. Like, I have a friend, her and her husband have the greenest of green eyes you've ever fucking seen. Mm -hmm. Both their children, who, by the way, look in every other sense, exactly like a mix of their parents. Yeah. Dark, dark, almost black brown eyes. It's like the... Was it 7th grade for everybody? Mm -hmm. It was 7th grade for me. Like, the 7th grade Punnett Square is some bullshit. Yes! Like, none of that. Like, like, no, no. Weird stuff happens all the time. Well, yeah, and there's there's mutations. Well, and Mm -hmm. like... The Punnett Square even proved that, like, someone could, like, be green-eyed but carry that brown-eyed yes, gene, yeah, and I, then, yeah. like, your kids have brown eyes. And, and you never know. Yeah. Yeah, it seems weird, but yeah. here, Maddie with her red hair. I was just going to say. Where the fuck did you get that from? When you have, like, the weird red hair, so it's, like, some great-grandparent or something, yeah. and then just, like, few generations later, surprise, it's yep. you. Like, yeah. it's weird. The, those jeans were just chilling there waiting to come out. I also don't look a single thing like either of my parents, and so I also... <laughs> like, like, either of them. Like, just not More one like your dad, I'd say, but yeah, it's one of those more. where, like, when I'm standing by my dad, people are like, oh, you must look like your mom. And then I'm standing by my mom, they're like, oh, you must look like your dad, because what are you? you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, like, but like, I am, there's. Yeah, exactly. I just don't fucking look like either of yes. them at yeah, all. And that so. fucking happens. Oh like, my God. but to jump to, like, the. It sounds like he had a good relationship with his wife up until now. So you're really just psyching yourself out, my guy? I, oh, my God, yeah. I don't like, know. You, I, are you too chronically online? Do you need to, like, stop psyching yourself chronical. out so much? I guess when everyone else is saying, oh, man, I don't know. I, I guess I can kind of see. I don't know. I I see where he's coming from and just wanting to squash it. But if I was her, There I were different be... ways to go about it. Like, dude, do yeah. it in secret. I, that's kind of what I thought. Right. I was like, do. That sounds better here than here we this. come with our toxic advice again. But yeah, like <laughs> that's kind of what I thought he was gonna do. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not the asshole. I know this is yeah. not an asshole thread, but like, yeah. I mean, just and, then, just and then, and then you can go and like kick yourself in the ass and be like, if, I'm if a the baby person. is indeed yours, yeah, yeah, and you can, and then just make it up to her even though she doesn't know. Yeah. You know? And yeah. know that that baby's yours. But we here's give the what worst happens. Advice. It's terrible advice. do yeah, give the worst don't advice. Don't do that. No. Yeah, don't listen to our advice. We're, we're good people. We're good people. <laughs> we give the worst advice. Yeah, you we, would not know by the would advice never we do give. This. Yeah. Okay. I asked my wife half jokingly one day if she was sure the kiddo was mine. Oh, I already said Stirred that. Sad daggers. Yep. Um. Okay. So she agreed to the paternity test. Okay. A few weeks ago, I came home to an empty house. Wife and son were gone. On the bed, she left the paternity results and a petition for divorce. Kid is 100% mine. Yeah. Now I yep. we'll only get to see him weekends, and I lost the most amazing woman I've ever known. Yeah. That's it. That's the I, whole post. You did fuck up. Yeah. Again, that's that's fair. I 100% get it. Like, God. Genetics, man. That's rough. That's really rough. That's rough, rough, buddy. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. um, Do we want to hear the comments really quick? And then we'll we'll piece out. This sad, sad chapter of Spilled (laughs) Meat up. Okay. uh, Alternate universe. They gave her the wrong baby. He's still the father, though. LOL. (laughs) What? uh. (laughs) Um, I'm going to hazard a guess that this is just the tip of the unhappy marriage iceberg. I hope so. Honestly, I hope that they have more problems. Yeah. And it wasn't just absolutely I perfect and now it's this he moment. Was, I think he was fine with her and he psyched himself out. Because of everyone else, yeah. But I think she was probably having issues with him Maybe, if yeah. this was finally, like, the straw that broke it's like, dude, no. You know what? You're already whatever the fuck he is, a yeah. man child or whatever. Now she's like, and now you don't, you think I'm cheating on you and passing off another man's baby as yours? Nah, right. get fucked. I'm I done. I guess I like again because I've like I'm not on anyone's side here. I guess the only reason why I was like oh, no, like, I totally get, like, where he's coming. Or something. I feel like if my son my son came out with my husband's face, first of all. Yeah. Like, it is... Copied and pasted right there. It is just, oh, my God, it's the cutest thing. Like, literally, you took a picture and cut his face out and shrunk <laughs> it and put it on, yeah. like, a baby body. He's but, a copy-paste. But if he just looked, like, like she was saying, like, my husband and I are fair complected with light eyes. Like, if mm-hmm. my baby came out dark complected with dark eyes and all that, I feel like I would be, like... I know what this looks like. He's your baby. Yeah. You know, like, here's a... Fa- I feel like I would be like, here's the paternity... I can see the way you're looking at me. Yeah. And I don't know what this is. I feel like I would have been, you know... Right. Just because, like, I would get it. Exactly. But again, if he... I feel like I would say it first because I wouldn't right. be able to have him look at me and be like, is that my kid? Yeah. I- it would kill me and then I'd have to leave him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. So I get it. My husband, like, he'll make jokes about it because our son has light eyes and medium brown hair yeah and my husband's darker like black hair yeah and like hazel eyes but like it's his little bone structure yeah like like, it's that's the thing is what's weirding me out is I'm like okay yeah like my son his skin color his eye color his hair color all me Mm -hmm. but like he still looks like my husband he looks like exactly like my husband did as a baby just with different coloring yeah like that's it. Yeah. So it's like, is this guy not looking also at like the Everything baby's else. face? Exactly. She'll be like, what about the nose? What about the eye shape? What about their face or shape or ears? Or- is there someone in your family? Because again, my um, my husband's parents and their side, like they all have light eyes but my mom's mom has brown eyes mm-hmm. and i was like so i mean i don't know there's that chance i guess that yeah my baby even though mm-hmm. i don't have brown eyes and he does not and his family doesn't my parents don't but i have that one grandparent like yeah. is there no one in your family at all or her family that looks Chances like this are like there is? There probably i mean there are. is because yeah, it's their clearly fit. yeah, yeah. Um, this person, this was the best. This is the advice we should have given. <laughs> should have recommended for both of you to test because accidental baby swaps happen at hospitals. There you go. That would have been a good way to yeah. do it. I guess. Yeah. Uh huh. Not to say I think you cheated on me, so yeah. I want to see if this is my baby, but to be like, just because like I've heard stories of like it baby would swapping just happen. Ease like, my mind. Yeah. I I no, know it's that, dumb. Yeah. It's just... Like. Just, can we just do it just Just to, like, move on from that? I'll never bring it up again. Just, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I, like, fully rescind (laughs) my advice to just get it done in secret. That was terrible advice. Because this person's, like, yeah, saying that, like, doing it without telling his wife, that's just doubling down on your suspicion. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that no, is, it is. Shit that advice. is, yeah. It's shit we advice. said it right away. We were, yeah. We were sent. <laughs> we were sent that advice. Honestly, we were sent any advice we've ever given ever after given fresh ever. cups. Yeah, we just get real into it and tunnel visioned, and then like, <laughs> I'll do that. I'll like re-listen sometimes and be like, "Oh, what the uh-oh. fuck was I saying?" Yeah, I do that all the time. Oh my god, there was one on Patreon where I like re-listened to like me specifically during yes. the fresh cup. I'm like, "What the fuck is this, Maddie?" I go in so hot being like I don't know what her fucking problem was and then the rest of the time I go on a rant literally agreeing with her and it was just so late and stuff and I'm like what the fuck none of this is what I think like yeah. what's happening no it's so, yeah, yeah I I think tunnel vision is exactly <laughs> how it is like it's hard to see yeah. all angles of this so give us a break on yeah. fresh cups okay no, my real advice wouldn't even to, be to say like It wouldn't definitely wouldn't be the dude in secret. It definitely wouldn't be the ask for both of you to get it done because that's a lie. You're lying. Like that's a lie. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I would say go to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) therapy. That's the only advice I will never rescind. Go to fucking therapy therapy. and talk to them about like I don't know what's going on, but like my wife has never given me a reason to doubt her. Mm -hmm. Why am I doubting her now? Yeah. Like, can you explain genetics to me? Mm -hmm. Like, or something, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, go to therapy. That is our advice, always. Mm -hmm. Go after this episode. And I will never rescind that advice. No. In fact, moving forward from here, any time that we give any other advice after a fresh Mm -hmm. cup, and you can just go ahead and in your mind, switch that and be like, okay, what they are saying is this, but what they're meaning is just go to therapy. Yeah, select text, replace Go to therapy. Yeah. (laughs) That's what we're trying to say. You should also divorce (laughs) them. Also, (laughs) break up with him. Yeah, break up with him. Always, always break up with him. Yeah, and you are the asshole. (laughs) And you're the (laughs) asshole. All of them. All the above. Bye. Bye.